Broadcasting live from the Maestro's Theater on the plain of New Capenna, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham, joining me is Cameron, hmm? and that's about it. Well, James is here actually, James is on tech. Yeah, James. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to be talking about some streets of New Capenna, because it's out. It's out for everybody, and we've played a little bit of it, and uh, you know what? It's a fun time. Yeah. If you want to get yourself some physical paper cardboard streets in New Capenna, which you should, check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR, sponsor of the show. Uh, we send you over there because we think they're great, and their shipping is fast, and their customer service is par excellence. And uh, if you ask them for a button, very politely, if you say, loading, ready, run, send me a button, please, they'll give you a little one-ish button. And I think we're still on Mathis for blockers. We, pr- we, we printed more of each individual design this time to give everyone a better shot at getting them. That we've received one or two pieces of feedback from people who buy regularly, who are like, I've got like three Mathis for blockers now. So, I mean, you, you can trade them. Yeah. Or, or is math is for blockers are fallen empires? Oh, oh no. we just no. overprinted it. And please, please keep, we, we, please, we need, can't get I, rid of them. I already have three play sets of the Order of Lightbur. I don't need <laughs> any more. They're playable. Uh, and of course, uh, the show and everything we do is brought to you. That's the wrong button. That's okay. Uh, you can just cut to, cut to me, I guess. Uh, and of course, the show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run. Thank you. Um, I realize I actually made a little uh, a little um, uh, lore whoopsie at the at the top of the show there because um, I oh. said the plain of New Capenna. Now it's the plain oh. of Capenna. Oh, but the city is New Capenna. The city, the 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 fortress citadel of the where everything in the set takes place is new Capenna. Okay. And old Capenna is like the below. Oh. Where something happened. I I, I was reading the Planeswalker's Guide to okay. Streets of New Capenna, and it was talking about how... Um, guess, apologies if you can hear sirens going by. I guess the ambulance is really interesting. Yeah, the magic cops are here. The yeah. lore cops are here oh, for no. us. I've ruined it. Um that because uh, they were they were in a battle with the Phyrexians. Oh, on, right. Like, okay, on on the plane, and then so, something happened. Like they were they were uh, sort of they were retreating into this fortress, and then the Phyrexians went dormant. Um, for reasons unknown, and people are sort of theorizing. They're like connecting the dots, and it's like that's probably that probably happened when Yogmoth was defeated. Oh, yeah. Just kind of like shut down the entire operation. Yeah. But at that point, they'd sort of ceded everything else to the Phyrexians. And they're like, no, we're just going to chill up in this like citadel. So like it's all they just keep keep building up and out. And, and like mm. it's all uh, it's 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 not like Ravnica where Ravnica is this like sprawling ecumenopolis. Mm-hmm. It's. It's all in this one location. Everything that we're seeing in the right. in the set, yeah, yeah, an arcology. Kind yeah. Of. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the uh, the card, um, uh, one of my favorite Blitz cards, actually, Caldaya Strongarm. Mm-hmm. The Caldaya is like the undermost. It's like the lowest section of New Capenna, where it's like all girders and support columns and stuff. It's where the okay. Riveteers hang out. Okay, that's actually really interesting. I should read the lore. It's I've, a, it's an, it's an extensive read. It, the, there, there's a lot of information there. Okay, you, you have piqued my interest. Yeah. Honestly, I, 
I did not know that because I remember uh, Elspeth came from a plane that the Phyrexians had borked sideways. Yeah, um, and I think that's why Ajani theorizes that Capenna might be her home plane. I don't think that's been hard confirmed, but right. I think it's like Ajani believes that Capenna is her home plane. Right, okay. I could be wrong about that. That may have been confirmed or not, but I, I think I think that's the that's that's the situation. And then then there was the the angels um, sort of like gave themselves to save the plane from the Phyrexians. There are still some angels, but you know that's the situation with like Halo, Hmm. and then the demons were in charge of the in charge of the crime families, and like the the every like the the families are sort of in like this. It seems like there isn't really law enforcement. As such. Right. But there's this sort of understanding that, like, there are rules, mm-hmm. and we're, we, the five families, know that we're going to break rules, but we're not going to break them too badly. Right. And, uh, you know, that's, we, this is the system of checks and balances. There's five of us, and none of us are going to let any one of us get any too powerful. Right. It's It's an oligarchy. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw a comparison I, th- I think it was in a comment on maybe it was the subreddit or something it's like uh you know stealing a shipment of halo that's just like heading to some warehouse or whatever it's like well that's just sort of that's a thing that happens that's a cost right. of doing business right stealing a shipment of halo that's heading to like uh a party that jetmere is hosting that'll get you killed right yeah right? you don't you don't do anything to embarrass anyone yeah but there like, is like you're gonna do crime with the other families but it's like but you know within reason yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't make us look bad. Yeah. It's, I don't know, it's hmm. it's pretty interesting. Uh, I was reading also this morning that um, early, quite early in development, that the brokers, uh, prob- probably under a different name at that point, was going to be, the, the, the Esper? The brokers are Esper. Uh, Bant. 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 The, the Bant faction was going to be like, like corrupt. government? No, like corrupt cops. Oh, okay. And then they were like, "Let's not, yeah, do that." Which is how, which is why they're now like the lawyers, right? Right. Uh, and that change obviously happened a while ago. Hmm. Um, but uh, but it's it's interesting that that was like one of their original plans. Because yeah, there doesn't doesn't seem to be any. Yeah, there's no uh, law enforcement to speak of. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a, a, a civil government. There's no. no I mean, I guess the Riveteers kind of represent the people as being like a pseudo trade union. Yeah, I guess. I suppose. I mean, and then the Cabaretti are just just having a party. Yeah, I mean, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I I I've managed to get one sealed. Oh yeah, sealed build in. I uh, because Arena, we're recording this on Friday, right? The twenty seventh. 26th? 29th. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Did you want to do anything in April? Not anymore. No. Uh, the 29th. Wow. Yeah. No, I, uh, Arena was, you know, it was launch day. Yeah. And that's the thing that's unfortunately going to happen. Um, worse than usual. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Honestly, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, I was able to buy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just no matchmaking. Yeah. No yeah, matchmaking. Yeah. People. Because we were streaming, Adam and I, yesterday, and so we were like, well, guess we'll play Magic Online, which we haven't played in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the stream was like constantly people coming into the stream being like, what's this? Why are you playing this? 
Why no arena? What's going on with arena? Why does arena look ugly now? What are you doing? And it's, and you know, it's like, well, it's not working. And then, you know, you get a couple of people being like, oh, I got into a draft. And it's like, no, we're not going to do it. Okay. Have a good draft. Yeah. Lucky you. Good good luck playing a game afterwards. Yeah. Right. Like by the end of the stream, we were able to actually get on arena and, you know, we did, we did a draft on Magic Online and, you know, it's a Magic Online draft league. So it's best of three matches and you play three of them and, you, mm-hmm. you know, we... Went three zero, by the way. Nice, uh, which nice. was great. We put together a really fun. Um, gosh, what color combination was it? It was green, white. I guess it was cabaretti. Okay, I guess green, white, red, or was it green, yeah. white, blue? I can't remember. Anyway, it was a fun deck. Um, uh, Shout outs to Angelic Overseer. Yeah, that card. Uh, yeah that's uh, the one it's the priest from adventures in the forgotten realms but this time it flies yeah what a great upgrade yeah just make it flying yeah i'd yeah. pay i'd pay for that it's yeah it's a two and a white for a two one flyer and when it, sorry inspiring overseer i think angelic overseer is a different card right yeah but already exists but anyway inspiring overseer two and white for a two one flyer when it enters the battlefield you draw a card and uh and gain gain one life yeah, I uh, I played a sealed, and I had a couple of these, and then the um, oh, the obscura legendary uncommon that whenever you draw a card, Alquaza? It, yeah, it drains. Yeah, oh, oh. that's a good feeling. That, that is, is a good, good feeling. You know, I didn't. You know, I'm I'm two and one in that queue because mm-hmm. you know I fi- was finally able to get on to play right um, fairly late in the day yesterday and didn't really get to play as much as I'd like. But yeah, no that. It's not. It's not a combo, but it makes you feel smart. It does. I we had um, Giada in that deck as well, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. just as a two mana two two flying vigilance is already very good. Yes, but if you have two inspiring overseers, just having Giada in play means the overseer comes in as a three two. Yeah, because it comes which in with an extra huge. counter. Yeah, it's massive. It's ridiculous. Oh, and we had um, uh, it's uh, <laughs> early on we picked up wiretapping i don't think we ever resolved it uh and we were talking about the cycle and i hadn't seen the green one of the hideaway cycle i was like what even is the green one and adam's like oh it's preposterous oh i think it's called fight rigging okay so it's two and a green hideaway five at the beginning of combat on your turn put a plus and plus one counter on target creature you control that's the important part it has this other thing that's like then if you control a creature with power seven or greater then you can play the hideaway without paying its mana cost. What nonsense is... Dude. But, like, ignore the hideaway thing. I have yet to cast any yeah, of the I hideaway don't, spells. What, if you put these in the other order. Yeah. Yeah, right? Um, like, So, the, so uh, then later, we in that draft, we opened and took and played, to great success, fight rigging. And it's, it's ridiculous uh, in the same way that, like, sparring regimen was ridiculous in um, Strixhaven. Right, yeah, no, th- this... Yeah, that's a good card. It's like suddenly Giada's a five-five flying vigilance. Yeah, well, I mean, this feels a lot like uh, is it is it uh, Broker's Ascendancy? Ugh, oh, that card feels so bad. Don't even bad. talk to me about Broker's Ascendancy. Feels so bad. The gulf in power level in limited. We're talking about sealed and draft here, but I think this is true for most things. The gulf in power level between the different ascendancies mm-hmm. is preposterous. Who made this? Broker's Ascendancy which is green, white, blue for 
an enchantment at the beginning of your end step, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control and a loyalty counter on each planeswalker. Yeah, sure, why, why not? not? Yeah, like well, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to confuse new players by not putting a loyalty counter on planeswalkers. Wouldn't want the planeswalkers to feel left out. Um, that is backbreaking. Yeah, this is like oh yeah, game yeah. ending. They can just play a two drop and then this on turn three, and you're probably going to lose the game yes. unless you have a main deck broken wings ready to go. Yeah, because there's not a lot of removal. Um, and then you compare that with Obscura Ascendancy, and it's like, if you don't have one-drops in your deck, this never even gets started, mm-hmm. right? Obscura Ascendancy is white, blue, black. When you cast a spell, if its mana value is equal to one plus the number of soul counters on Obscura Ascendancy, put a soul counter on it, then make a 2-2 spirit with flying. As long as there are five or more soul counters on it, spirits you control get plus three, plus three. So to s- first, you have to have the Ascendancy in play, then play a one mana value spell, mm-hmm. then a two, then a three. Like, that is a huge ask for something that on itself does nothing. Yeah. You compare that to Broker's Ascendancy and it's insulting. <laughs> yeah. No, this is... This Maybe I'm just mad because Broker's Ascendancy has killed me several times and I have yet to open it myself. Yeah. Uh, Broker's Ascendancy just ruined my life. It just... Oh, we should start a support group. Yeah, exactly. Broker's Ascendancy ruined my life. <laughs> I had a very funny interaction. We're still planeswalkers, right? With Arena um, uh, playing a sealed uh, last night where you know how on Arena you're, um, uh, if you run out of um, timers, mm-hmm. the rope, the whatever rope. it's called, yeah. um, uh, then the game will just be like, we're just going to pass through the turn as as like default as possible right right so it's like we're gonna say that you didn't block you took that damage we're, we're just zipping through here mm-hmm. right um so my opponent uh i don't know they probably disconnected because i don't think they weren't really in a losing position uh so i don't think it was a rage rope or anything but like uh you know they just start timing out and it goes through like three timers i'm just sitting there and then it very quickly resolves the rest of their of their priority which Arena does by um, exiling their Shattered Seraph, enchanting one of my lands. Shattered Seraph is the one of the cycle yeah. that has the ability where for two mana and you exile it, and then a land that you control gains tap to add three colors it's the that awesome this whole cycle is great by the way mm. like even the cards even the creatures that are not amazing just as like fixing and self-splash like they're just very very good mm-hmm. shattered seraphs mm-hmm. i think one of the better ones but it's like i have to assume that they put that ability on the stack and we're in the in the mode of we're in the process of targeting a land when they disconnected and then for whatever reason arena was like just get through the turn as quick as possible target any land i don't care what they're like great fine right so it just zipped back to my turn with them fixing my land for me and i was like what the hell just happened yeah that's really peculiar i wonder if it if um yeah as you say they were in the process of trying to resolve it disconnected and then arena just chose a land at random yeah i don't know um Hmm. anyway they had then on my turn, the first time they got priority, we just sat there until their final thing went down, and then they they were obviously disconnected. I won that game, so I'm not bothered by it. But it was just it was very odd. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I uh, 
I don't. I've, I've been having a very positive experience with a fairly disciplined Obscura deck mm. in sealed. Um, I'm, I also, pardon me, I smacked my microphone. I also have an Obscura deck in sealed right now. Yeah, it, it feels really good. Uh, the Lifelink is a really good counterbalance to anything that's trying to get out under your extremely greedy mana base. Mm. Uh, because I feel like, I still feel that um, aggressive decks might be able to do some serious work in limited, mm-hmm. especially oh, in yeah. draft, because people are going to be... I have found that to be the case. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Aggre- very aggressive decks. Uh, I have, uh, uh, Adam and I had quite a bit of fun with them. Really? Yeah. Where, okay, where do you center them? Are um, they Cabaretti or I think Riveter? Cabaretti or Riveteers. Yeah. Okay, so red, black, red, white. Yeah, like the Jund deck can be very powerful. Um, uh, Nightclubber mm-hmm. is ridiculous because it's the ETB, all your opponent's creatures get minus one, minus one till end of turn. Ooh. So that like clears out a whole bunch of citizens and there's just there's just a bunch of X1s that the Nightclubber can kill. Um, like you can frequently make that a two or a three for one. if you. it has Blitz. And, and it has Blitz. Blitz, Blitz is fascinating. I like it a lot. Um, you don't f- like we were we were playing and Adam was like, oh, yeah, and you get to draw a card. Like, yeah, it's uh, like. Yeah, Blitz is powerful. Blitz is is, uh, you know, like, yeah, you're like giving up a card, mm-hmm. but it the card replaces itself. And sometimes, you know, they're just not able to play around the stuff you're throwing at them because mm-hmm. they weren't expecting a haste creature there. You know? Yeah, no, like these, I think, I was very disappointed with the casualty cards mm. in general in this set. Uh, most of them being sorceries feels bad, mm-hmm. um, except for the blue draw card spell with casualty. Oh, little chat or whatever it's called? Yeah, Just I, th- I think chat. that one's decent. I like um, that one a lot, yeah. In limited, at least. Uh, because I was re- do like, citizens. I uh, saw that. something, like, I, I saw this mechanic spoiled and I was very excited for it for yeah. Highlander. And for Gladiator, and all the cards are just like, Meh. right? Counterpoint, um, rooftop mm-hmm. nuisance is really? amazing, especially in the aggressive deck. The 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 tap? Yeah. So it's two and a blue for mm-hmm. a sorcery, casualty one. Tap a creature. It doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. Draw a card. Right. Okay, so draw so two. You sack a 1-1. One, one, mm-hmm. You're locking down two of their creatures and drawing two cards. Yeah, like, I. this is divination with upside it's divination right. and frost breath yeah okay at the cost okay. of like probably a citizen token right so like we we had an instance where it's like rooftop nuisance casualty uh then we attack and we have the i think flame jockey i think it is the one mm-hmm. that makes when it attacks a creature can't block that turn right uh, yes and yes it's just yes. like just hammering through damage okay Okay. Plasma Jockey, pardon me. Yeah, so it's three and a red for a 3-1 Viashino Warrior. Whenever it attacks, target creature and opponent controls can't block this turn and also has Blitz uh, for two and a red. This one also, we did a thing where um, uh, opponent played... Uh, what was it? Okay, here was the situation. They had a Magician. I don't... It's a something Magician. It's a red card. It's a good card. Mm-hmm. It's... Two and a red. Oh, f- Exhibition Magician. Exhibition Magician. It's two and a red for a 2-1 Human Wizard. ETB, you either make a 1-1 one, one Citizen or you make a Treasure Token. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Treasure Tokens are useful if you're ramping or fixing, and the Citizen Tokens are useful if you have Casualty. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. our opponent had that, and then a big green um, big green idiot. Uh, it's one of the big rhinos. Freelance Muscle. 
Hmm. Four and a green for a Rhino Warrior 4-4. Whenever it attacks or blocks, it gets plus X plus X until end of turn where X is the greatest power and or toughness among other creatures you control. So we were like, okay, how are we going to get rid of this thing? So we blitzed out the Plasma Jockey, attacked with both our creatures, one of which was not in danger. I think it had some sort of evasion. Mm-hmm. Um, made the made the 2-1 unable to block, because that would have been just an easy trade for them, meaning they could only block with the freelance muscle, which we assumed correctly that they weren't going to do for fear of some sort of trick. Right, right. So we get in for the extra damage. Then second main phase, sack the plasma jockey to the casualty for light em up Mm-hmm. and just deal deal four damage to the freelance muscle. Right, right. We, we draw a card off the plasma jockey, we kill the freelance muscle, we got in for a bunch of damage. Like, I blitz and casualty interact in, oh, yeah, in very, very well. entertaining yeah, ways. Uh, yeah, blitz is actually a mechanic I'm far more interested in for, for um, Highlander, and I think I need to, like, investigate that. Mm. It is relevant to my interests. What's fun also there is that then you get to draw the card during your main phase. So you could actually do mm-hmm. something with it that turn rather than in the end step when you sacrifice the uh, the 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 Blitz creature if, if nothing else has happened. Yes. Um, but, like, there's just a lot of little cards in this set that have been doing work. Like, um, the Overseer, as you pointed out, yep. is excellent. I was also really impressed with the... Uh, the, the Oh, God, what is it? The Drake. Uh, it's two and a blue... 2-2 two, two flyer. It's an Aven. Obscura initiate? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. That you can give lifelink yeah. for one in a one in one in an uh Orzoth mana. Mm-hmm. This thing does work. Yeah. Actually, there's not if uh there aren't a lot of reach creatures, I found, that show no. up commonly. And sometimes the skies are very clear. Mm-hmm. So this can keep you in a game much longer than necessary. Yeah. Or there's... much longer than you would think. But don't forget that Wrecking Crew has reach. We definitely got someone with mm. the surprise reach uh, during the stream yesterday because, yeah, yeah. It's a four or five for, for, for five with reach, reach, and trample. It's a good one. I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that one uh, yeah. because I've been mainly uh, scared of the, oh God, it is now an elf, used to be a spider in, oh, in Estrada. Sc- uh, freelance Skyjack? Something like that. It's got. It's basically netcaster spider. Yeah, basically, it gets plus two plus zero oh when it blocks something with flying. It's I think a it's two, a, three. I think it's actually. Ex- I'm going to look it up. I think it's exactly netcaster spider. Mm-hmm. Or I guess maybe James can look it up. But the uh, saw sawjack high rise like sawjack. That sounds high rise. Yeah, high rise sawjack. Yeah, two three f- reach for two and a green. Whenever it blocks a creature with flying, it gets plus two plus zero oh until end of turn. And then is it is it netcaster spider that I'm thinking of? Or is it, is it one of the recluses? It's something. Netcaster spider, two and a green, two, three reach, whenever blocks a green. Okay, yes, it's exactly yeah. the same. It's just that netcaster spider is a spider and this is a elf citizen. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, let me talk to you about this combat trick. Uh, luxurious libation. Okay. So it's X and a green. Uh, target creature gets plus X plus X until end of turn. Mm-hmm. So it scales really well. Also, you make a citizen. This is good. Yeah. Because you get to just like surprise make a creature. 
Yeah. Which is sometimes very relevant. And you also get to make something else like just as big as you can pay for. Yeah. Because like, I mean, with this floating around, letting something go unblocked is kind of inviting the fireball to the dome. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Oh, 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 we had, sorry, another fun interaction that we had. Uh, Elegant Entourage. Okay. So it's a four mana four, four in green. I love a good square yeah. green card. You yeah, know? yeah, four, 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 absolutely. Four, mana, four, four. Um, with Alliance, whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, uh, target creature other than Elegant Entourage gets plus one, plus one, and trample until end of turn. Hmm. So this with um, the, is it prize-winning pugilist? It's the big fighter, pugnacious pugilist. Hmm. Three red red for a 4-4 ogre warrior. Uh, You can blitz it for three and a red. Whenever it attacks, you create a tapped and attacking 1-1 red devil creature token with when this creature dies, it deals one damage to any target. Oh, ho. The new devil tokens, by the way. I love them. (laughs) They're so great. I'm I'm looking for the foil versions. Yeah. Um, So blitzing this works very well, too, Mm because you get an entourage trigger right away. But... Uh, say that this is just hard casting in play. Attack with both those creatures because they're both four fours. Why not? The devil comes into play. Mm-hmm. Then you get an entourage trigger, mm-hmm. and so you could make the pugnacious pugilist a five five with trample. But you know what's actually super annoying is a two two devil. Oh, because the, they there's so fewer good blocks. If it's like if you have a three toughest yeah. creature, it's trading for that devil. De- yeah, no, that's actually brutal. It's it's. It was surprisingly effective. This card, huh. I like Pugnacious Pugilist a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen this one yet. That's that's very interesting to me. Um, the match I lost was I was actually up against a uh, the Entourage mm. curved into Elspeth. Ooh, and Elspeth, man, oh, she's a house. I, have yet I mean, to you're see. paying five mana for her. Y- worth it. But in limited, uh, giving like opponent curved. Uh, entourage into Elspeth. Elspeth gave the Entourage a plus one, plus one counter and lifelink. Mm-hmm. So it's a five, five and it's rumbling in and like five, five fives are pretty big in this format. Yeah. Um, and she goes to six. Mm-hmm. Six. Yep. Oh. Elspeth is very good. Yeah. I mean, go figure, right? Uh, uh, Elspeth is very good. I don't know if Elspeth has ever had a bad card. Maybe the one from uh, Scars of Mirrodin was not so hot. Like one of those Planeswalker decks ones, maybe? Yeah. It's probably a six-man Elspeth is not great. Yeah. But, like, I think Elspeth has had the history of just, like, the best. (laughs) Well, probably not the best. This is not a relevant topic for conversation. (laughs) Elspeth is usually good. Take Elspeth if you see her. Yeah. Um, for the same man, for the exact same mana cost, actually, mm-hmm. uh, a card that really impressed Adam and I was the mysterious limousine. Right. So, three white white for a vehicle. Mm-hmm. It's a four four crew two. Whenever it enters the battlefield or attacks, exile up to one other target creature until mysterious limousine leaves the battlefield. If a creature is put in exile this way, return each other card exiled with Mysterious Limousine to the battlefield under its owner's control. So you're 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 throwing someone in the trunk. Yeah. Right. Or you're you're like black bagging them and hurling them in the backseat of this limousine just to have a little talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, but you can tr- you can change who that is. Yeah. So it's like you play the limousine, 
you exile one of their tokens on the next turn you attack with the limousine you exile something good like this it's so good you just you can always get whatever their biggest thing is yeah anything that can threaten the limousine gets in the limousine yeah and we had a situation um we had the limousine and it was great and then we had a situation later uh, with a different deck where our opponent had a limousine and they were in a really interesting spot because they had exiled our lagrella the magpie Mm -hmm. and so (laughs) they were in a situation where lagrella yeah they couldn't exile anything new Mm -hmm, because because if they did we'd get lagrella back and and then lagrella could exile the limousine (laughs) yeah 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 it was very, very funny. Lagrella, the I still the templating still baffles me. Mm-hmm. It's it's not intuitive the way that it's written, um, but you understand it once it sort of works. I find myself not really bothering to exile my own stuff. Yeah, with Lagrella. Uh, I mean, I I had this experience the other day related to another game where I was looking through the rules for Warhammer 40k Kill Team, mm-hmm. which I've been told is a very good game to play. It has a very good rule set, but um. Their distance measuring oh, yeah. is oh. they use a series of icons to denote distance, right? Yep. So you don't need you don't need a tape measure. You've got a little tool. It's got like these four distance gradations on it. Where did we talk about did we talk about this on last tap tap? I, no. I don't think so. I don't so. think so, because that was that was a week ago. But they use four shapes yeah. to denote the distances one inch, mm-hmm. two inch, three inches, and four inches. Or or six inches. Six inches, yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. What what shapes do you think they use for that? <laughs> See, I know the answer to this. Uh, I believe triangle represents one inch, circle represents two inches, square represents three inches, and a pentagon is six inches. Why not a hexagon? Why I don't not, know. I don't know. But six I mean, shape? like this is this is the example because I remember them all. Because yeah. you look at it and you're just like... You're so mad. Yeah, you're so mad that you're never going to forget this now. And yep. Games Workshop is like, aha, uh-huh, as if someone planned it. And you... I don't believe for a moment. So Lagrella doesn't bother me. <laughs> because yeah. with, with stuff like that floating around in a book I paid like $100 for, then, <laughs> you know, whatever. I guess this is just the life I accept for myself. This is... <laughs> yeah. So I look at Lagrella and I'm like, Sure. I'm broken now. I don't, nothing matters. You know, it's another really good, uh, from this cycle of, I, I think it's a cycle of the legendary, um, Oh, uncommons. Uncommons, um, is Rocco, the cabaretti caterer. Yes. It's yeah. preposterous. Yeah. So it's a three, one for X and the cabaretti. So X, red, white, green. Mm-hmm. And then ETB is, uh, however much you paid for X, you go looking through your library for a creature with mana value X or less. I think mm-hmm. it's or less, and just put it into play. Yep. It's uh, it's 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 really good. Mm-hmm. Like you can just just playing Rocco on five and getting uh, getting another two drop is already really good. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I had someone. They had so much mana. The I guess this would have been ten mana. They mm-hmm. tapped so they ramped. They tapped so much mana. They got Rocco and then put into play. Uh, gosh, what's it called? Dusk Mangler. Yeah, oh. Dusk Mangler. Oh no! Five black black for a five four horror. 
as an additional cost to cast this, which they didn't have to do, either, uh, sorry, sacrifice a creature, discard a card, or pay for life. Oh, this so is so greedy. They got a double black, double black pips off of Rocco? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. They only, and they, and... Nor, n- casting this normally, you only have to do one of those three things. Right. They didn't have to do any, any of it. Then- it's not ETB, it's- When Dusk Mangler enters the battlefield, each opponent sacrifices a creature, discards a card, and loses four life. The opponent, which in this case was us, mm-hmm. had to do all three of those. It was ridiculous. Wow, that's foul. Yeah. It was amazing, but also, stop. <laughs> stop hitting me. One of the ways that my opponent was able to do that was glittering stockpile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, oh yeah, they used it to ramp into the, um, the mana needed to to cast Rocco for ten mana on whatever early turn it was. Fun fact about glittering stockpile and the dog, mm-hmm. gold goldhound. Um, they're treasures. They have the treasure subtype. Oh, I actually didn't see that they are aren't they yeah so glittering stockpile in particular because it's a mana rock that you don't have to sacrifice for that one red mana mm-hmm. that mana still counts as mana no, from, from a, a treasure, treasure for the purpose of like stuff like Jetmere's fixer, fixer yeah and security rocks which is like a it's a five four that you can cast for just red green if you use only treasure to do it okay okay yeah 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 so i think there's one or two other things that care about if you cast it with treasure but just relevant that glittering stockpile counts as treasure for the purpose of that that's that is an elegant interaction that i really like it's fun i mean it's gonna kick my teeth in but you know probably props wizards whoever did that very good yeah very good so yeah i i've i've been um like I said, apart from the drafting that you watching at home may have already seen uh, or will see on on um, streams, because we did the we did the uh, early access mm-hmm. thing on on Monday. Uh, did you have a good time, James? Because you were actually you were streaming for three or four hours in the morning, and I had three or four hours in the afternoon. Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's not the right microphone. Yeah, no, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I honestly feel like. I was very, it was funny, I woke up uh, on Tuesday morning, it was Tuesday we did it, um, and I was like, oh no, I'm sleepy and I'm tired and this set looks complicated, this is going to be a very long three and a half hours, and then I took a shower and I got out, and there was a text from Adam being like, hey, can I join you? And I'm like, oh, thank God, yes, please do that, somebody far more competent at this game, so uh, I, I would say he took the helm, but the set is super fun. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think it's definitely uh, it's complicated i'm curious to see how that's going to play out for me over the next little while i fired up a sealed last night myself and ended up in jund nice and uh i was uh that the the card we talked about earlier that four four that gets plus x plus x yeah that card is ridiculous freelance muscle that thing is super fun um find ways to give it trample it's even better um, but yeah, I, I do love that card and, and Jund has been super fun mm-hmm. uh, and I'm excited to yeah sink my teeth more into it over the next couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. See, like, I think this set might actually be relatively straightforward in that you just take, play five color greed mm-hmm. and just take all of the fixing you can find because there is so much of it in addition to treasures. There's a lot of fixing. This could definitely be one of those formats that like, as it develops, 
you just spend pack one aggressively taking all the lands. Yes. And then, then spend packs two and three picking up your bombs. Mm-hmm. Like, that could be... Yeah. That could be the case. I've only... <laughs> pardon me. I've only done a few drafts, and I've found that it's not... It's not that difficult to sort of find your lane or find at least a color that's open. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a color that's open, then you can sort of branch out from that. I was watching Kenji this morning. And he was saying that, like, generally speaking, like, he ends up in in the shards most times, but it's it, but that it's more he's in two color with a splash. Okay, yes. Right, right. So, yeah. like, you he'll want, be... You want a bit of discipline? Yeah, he'll be, like... Red green. I don't think it's necessarily what he's doing on purpose, but he like he'll be red green splashing a couple black cards. So okay. like technically that's riveteers, but like because that's what the fixing supports, right? But mm-hmm. you know that that tends to be what he finds himself in. You know, because it'll be like some of the some of the multicolored cards. I can't stress enough how good those that cycle of exile yes. for fixing land cards are. Because I think I think you're feeling pretty good if you spend your first turn playing a tap land or one of the. Um, one of the panorama uh, yep. uh, cards. Uh, on two, you exile one of those, one of that cycle mm-hmm. to fix. Turn three, uh, Exhibition Magician yeah. as a speed bump, make yeah. a treasure, and then like on turn four, it's party time. Yeah. Right? It's like, great. It, uh, I, I think that's probably a fairly fine play play pattern. Even if your opponent is super aggressive and gets you down to like 16, 14. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's like, fine. Yeah, there's lots of ways to stabilize and gain life, mm-hmm. but stabilization is not not impossible. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a fun sacrifice deck. Yeah, with body droppers and uh, like I mean, the, like casualty and blitz, obviously. But yeah, a common that like that. I wish there were better. Cre- I wish the creatures in this set died better, mm. but there are a few. Right, like the um, the scarab or the uh, expendable lackey. Yeah, expendable lackey. There's a you turn a, him into a fish. There <laughs> is a blue uh, t- piker that when it dies, you put a shield counter on something. Oh, we had fun with this. Oh, really? Well, because you have something like body dropper, mm-hmm. or there's a rare. There's sanguine something or other in black. It's a two three with menace and lifelink and uh, sanguine spy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can also sack a creature to look at the top card of your library. And it has this other ability that if you have the five mana values, then at the end of your turn, you can pay two life. And if you do draw a card. Okay. So, but two, three menace lifelink for three is already very good. Um, but, uh, you know, just being, being, <laughs> being able to, at instant speed, sack your, your uh, broker's veteran or whatever the card was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh to put a shield counter on something in combat. It's, it's an onboard trick. Yeah. But it, but it's annoying. Yeah, no, that's, and it feels like a real five head play. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, ho ho, I got it. Hmm. I figured it out. Check this out. I sack this. I get value from body dropper or from the sanguine spy or something. I'm getting value for sacrificing it. Also put a shield counter on this thing. Eat mm-hmm. your creature, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. I, this set feels fun so far. It's it's got a tough act to follow after Kamigawa and yeah, Dynasty. Yeah, I think that's that's not an enviable position to be in. No, um, because Kamigawa was so sweet. Yeah, but you know, not bad, New Capenna. Yeah, not bad at all. And you know, it's funny. 
there's so much, you know, as we approach yet another uh, magic summer, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff on the horizon, right? There's Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate. There's mm-hmm. Double Masters. There's right. Jumpstart 2022. Uh, I don't know when Unfinity is supposed to come out at this point. You, you would hope that yeah. Cameron and I would know, but we don't. Um, I barely remember it. Honestly, 2021 was very a fuzzy affair. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then two more main sets this year. Hmm. I mean, I will, I will say that while we do have a lot of stuff coming out between now and the next standard set, not much of it's going to be on arena. Yeah. Like maybe um, that's so, true. So hopefully new Capenna is good because it's going to be, I mean, I'm sure they'll cycle jumpstart. Once we jumpstart will definitely be, yeah. I assume. Um, but my assumption would be, we're going to see a lot of, um, old sets being cycled through arena mm-hmm. in the summer because yeah, we don't have um, another standard set until the late summer. Mm-hmm. Um, right, right. So, you know, we got a ways it, to go. Is it brothers war or uh, uh Dominaria I believe United it's first Dominaria United then brothers war. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, maybe in two weeks, everyone will have figured out some extremely annoying solved uh, deck for New Capenna Limited, and it will get awful. But, you know, I'm optimistic. It feels like a fairly dynamic play space. Yeah. With, oh, sorry. You know, fun shenanigans and uh, accessible fixing that hopefully, hopefully lets people play what they want to play. Yeah. Rather than supporting one solved deck. Um, to to your point, James, there is one, th- one of those things, um, which is that the... the the Commander Legends Battle for or Battle of Baldur's Gate or Baldur's Gate, whatever it's called, Legends of Baldur's Gate. The Commander Legends of Baldur's Gate thing. Uh, obviously, that you can't do Commander Legends on Arena, but they are doing Alchemy Horizons colon Baldur's Gate oh, okay. to bring a bunch of those cards to Arena in a draftable set. Okay. So we will be able to draft Alchemy Horizons Baldur's Gate. Um which is pretty cool. That'll be uh, July seventh currently, mm-hmm. so that's that'll be fun. So the, the, there'll be that between now and Dominaria. So wish they'd figure out a way to do Infinity on Arena, but that's surely not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah those those cards are weird. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers. There's some weird cards. I think that's. I think that's within the realm of something we're allowed to share. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd hope there are weird cards. Yeah, right? Yeah. You can just sort of make that assumption. Yeah. Uh, it's a very straight lay, lay set that I think will lead to a very like tight, competitive, limited environment. Yeah. Uh, that will uh, I mean, set the gold standard for tournament play for years to come. I mean, Unstable legitimately slapped as a draft format. Actually, it did. Like I, At the time, I said that it was like the sweatiest, <laughs> uh, sweatiest magic I've ever played. And that was true. Like, yeah. there were some interesting lines in that format. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally you just got absolutely walloped by that goblin that got plus oh. X, plus X, where it was yeah. X was a roll of a die. It had trample, Why? I think. I think if you rolled high enough. I can't remember. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. I still wake up in a sweat <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> if you want to get yourself uh, some 
some unstable, I guess. Get, you know, you you too can wake up in a cold sweat uh, with uh, uh, you know minor trauma caused by drafting unstable. <laughs> Good pitch. Uh, <laughs> head over to Card Kingdom, uh, cardkingdom.com slash LRR, sponsor of the show. We we love them. Uh, tell them we sent you. Put the LRR on the end of your URL there. That just tells them that we sent you, which helps us out a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can ask them for a button. You can do both. Uh, and it, right now the button is math is for blockers. Uh, or you could support us directly at our Patreon at patreon.com slash living ready run. Supports not only this show, not only this show, I should slow that down, but everything that we do. Mm. And uh, we, we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. You did this. Yeah. Thanks for continuing to do this. Um, but that's going to do it. Nicknames. Oh, thanks, oh. James. <sighs> right. Sorry, I'm bad at that. Uh, for those wondering, will there be a nicknames uh, episode for Streets of New Capanna? Yes. And we uh, are at time of broadcast putting the nicknames website live. So if you want to head over to lrr.cc slash nicknames you can get the nicknames website and uh you can submit <coughs> your suggestions for funny nicknames for streets of new capanna uh, and if you don't want to submit anything please be a part of it by upvoting uh ones that you do like and uh then when we do the nicknames episode in a few weeks time we'll be reading out the top voted nicknames for all the cards in the set because we like to do it and it's mm-hmm. funny and you're a b- bunch of funny folks yeah so lrr.cc slash nicknames. There's also a link in the description. Um, check that out and uh, submit your nicknames. We'll remind you about it again next week. Or James will remind me to remind you about it again next week. Thank you, James. Uh, until next time, I've been Graham, joined by Cameron. Hmm? And James on tech. And Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.